did not mean for that to leak. God <laughs> damn. Hello, it is Monday, November 28th. I now, my does my jacket look weird on this? I keep a suit jacket now in my chair. The whole goal is, we're gonna, even if I'm not wearing a button-down shirt underneath, wearing at least a sports coat makes me look a little bit more professional because for some reason in this weird world, you're supposed to wear a jacket or a sports coat at least to because you have to be dressed up professionally to talk about sports. But how are you doing, Jackson, today on this November 28th? You have a good Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. What a great Thanksgiving. Nice to see the Jellstros. How about you? I had a fun one. I went and saw the folks. A nice little drive. It was it was good. A little quick story. I was there was somebody in front of me from Indiana, and there's a part like when I get through West Virginia to go, I go off the highway to skip the toll on this back road. And this guy from Indiana he was driving slow, and then he like drove up like the do not enter. So I started like slowing down because we're like on a like a just a two lane, you know, just one each way. And I almost just thought he almost drove like head on into a truck and they both like swerved each other. And thank God I stayed like a thousand feet because the, yeah. the truck swerved. It was insane. But let's talk about some basketball. We got- Real quick, that happened to uh, my mom and I, my like sometime last month, I think uh, Halloween, I was in Chicago and we were driving back and we're going, we're like exiting a ramp and there's a car coming. My mom has bad sight at night. And I was like, that's a freaking car. And they like, did the same thing that like swerved into the grass. It was freaky. Yeah, this uh the the car that wasn't the truck, the truck swerved into my lane, but the other car like somehow swerved into a parking lot. Jeez. Yeah, it was far it was fucking crazy. Uh let's talk about Alperin Shagoon is next level the past couple of games. It's been unreal what he's been able to do. We got first we'll start off with Kemba. Kemba Walker has gone to the Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk some Los Angeles Lakers and Russell Westbrook. They believe they're a few pieces away from being actual contenders. The Boston Celtics continue to be the best team in basketball. You mentioned some beef between Trey and Jalen. I'd like to hear that because I was unaware. And we'll talk about the run that Ben Simmons has been on for the year. And my thoughts are, what do you think of the team so far? Was there anything I might have missed on my little – preface or do you agree this is a team that it's been like not a team it's been a run this season this past week that i know it's been a very hectic for the both of us but a lot has gone on in the past week in the nba yeah it's nice i mean we're at what we're are we at the quarter mark yet if we're not we're right there so it's really 20 games deep yeah we're kind of at that point in the the season where like the Initial hype has has died down, and uh, it's nice to get some storylines going and teams kind of catch into their groove and, and their rhythm. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and it's definitely cool to see how this all plays out due to the fact that there's more moves. As you see in the ticket bar, it's scrolling, and it said that our man, you know, the DeMarcus Cousins – Carmelo oh, Anthony yeah. and them in the world are holding out to be picked up by a team, whatever team that is. I don't know, but hey, let's get right into it and let's talk about these Dallas Mavericks. All right. They went out and signed themselves Kimba Walker. And I think shout out NBA analyst for this little graphic right here, but Kimba Walker, it's a 
look, look, Kemba's not going to come out here and be cardiac Kemba. Kemba's not going to come out here and be what he used to be. That's just not going to happen. If you believe that, you're living in a fairy tale, and I'm sorry to break it to you. But what Kemba will come out and give you is a guy that can do similar things to what Spencer did what he does for you on offense, facilitate for others. But primarily, this guy's a career 36% three-point shooter. In the last few seasons, when he's been suffering through injuries and his, you know, his play has faltered, he has continued to be a threat from the three-point arc. What is something that this team's needed? Three-point shootings, primarily from the guard position. They had Dinwiddie and Doncic, but they didn't have another guard. Tyler Dorsey's on two-way. They got rid of Compazzo to sign Walker. So this works out all in all because Kemba Walker, through all the you know the step he's lost and everything that you might want to come at him for not being a good defender, he's still a good three point shooter. What is your thoughts on this signing? Why did they get rid of Facundo? That's they had him. He was on a non guaranteed deal to get signed, Kemba. But hopefully, mm-hmm. that's in those few games and minutes that he played another team like the Timberwolves or the Portland Trailblazers or one of the the Lakers or the Clippers, Ooh, the teams that yeah. need a backup point guard could all see that he's still good. Or even like the Miami, he would like him. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Dallas made a mistake there, but I don't have their depth chart pulled up. I mean, I Kemba think was it's a money. Uh, yeah. I, what I saw from Facundo when he was with Dallas is exactly what they need. And it's, it's exactly what Jalen Brunson provided them. And that's just playmaking and, and distribution of the basketball. I, don't know if you've watched. I don't know if you watched Dallas the last couple of nights, but you know my my take still stands on. I'm like, yeah, Luca needs help, right? He needs help. Kemba off of the bench will be awesome. He'll probably give you around 15 points. He's gonna be efficient from downtown. He's gonna get you probably three to four assists, and he's a nice guy to have as well. Veteran leader. Where if somebody were to get injured or they get sick or whatever, you know, I feel pretty confident with Kemba taking in a role. But I mean, I. <laughs> I can't watch Dallas play sometimes, man. They he doesn't Luca doesn't pass the ball, dude. And it's just it's abysmal. And they're never gonna win anything ever. Luca will never win anything unless he changes the way he plays. I'm sick of watching four straight possessions where he holds the ball all the way down to the last second, takes up a shot, or passes it to a, a teammate who hasn't had the ball in several possessions, expecting him to make a shot. So that's what Kobe Ryan did. That's what Kobe Ryan did. Okay, Kobe won championships. He's got five. He had he had five rings. I forgot that we have to talk about him in the past tense. But look, with Doncic's play, he has to do that so they can win games. Who else is going to do it? Who else is going to win them games? I know there's good pieces, but none of them are twenty point scores on this team. Yes, they're getting seventeen from Dinwiddie and Wood, but. Who who else is going to do it? It's that Mamba mentality, and I, I get it. I just think if he had a Jalen Brown next to him, wouldn't be like this. Yeah, that, that's Anthony a Davis right direction. Yeah, yeah, the Chris Middleton right direction. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's a fair point. I don't. It's just when I watch this team play, it reminds me so much of James Harden. Like Luca and James Harden played the exact same style of basketball when Harden was in his prime. We're watching the same player play, and yeah, they're gonna blow up the stat sheet. They're gonna get you wins. They're gonna get you to the playoffs. They might even win you some playoff series. But when you go up against a team like Boston, you go up against a team like Golden State, like we saw in the semis last year, they're gonna just completely game plan and orchestrate around stopping Luka Doncic and making everyone else beat them and. 
I, I just don't think Dallas is at that point quite yet. And, you know, hopefully, yeah, Luca can rise above it. You know, he's on a brighter, he's on a better path than James Harden started his career off. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if Harden had a couple more years and yeah, like you said, you know, he had Chris Paul that one year and that's where we were one game away from making it. To he always had an all-star or an all-NBA player next to him. He had Dwight Howard in the last few years of Dwight Howard's prime. People don't regret where Dwight was still averaging like 20 and 10 and two blocks. Like Dwight Howard was ridiculous and they refused to run pick and rolls. He had Chris Paul, he had Russell Westbrook. But no, when you look at Luca, I just think he had old Dirk with a weird team his first few seasons. His first season, really. Only because I think, what, was it one year they played together or two years? I think it was one year only. And it might have been two. And since then, they had Christoph Porzingis, who they were th- hoping Christoph would develop into the next Dirk Nowinski, but literally he just did what Dirk Nowinski was doing <laughs> at 41 years old. And getting – I'm not saying Kemba is going to be a world. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood are getting jobs done being the secondary and tertiary 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 score and Tim Hardaway is somehow averaging 10 points a game when he was a, a guy who averaged almost 20 in previous seasons but he's also coming back from an injury so they have four scores right there now you had Kemba that's five scores that really helps out the thing then they got like three other guys right there hovering between seven and nine points and it just helps out the the scoring hierarchy pushes some guys down in terms of touches, which needs to do, be done because that'll help out their efficiency and just the team's efficiency. There's, you know, Finney Smith and Bullock are two guys that you're probably saying maybe shooting more than you'd like them to. And they, but I think this is a move that it'll, he's not as good. He's, I, th- I think Compose is a really good facilitator. I think they're equal in facilitating skills due to the fact that like Kemba's like four inches taller. But, it's really the shooting. They got him for the shooting. There's no defense coming with this. Mm. And I think they're hoping Kemba and Tim Hardaway Jr. could be co-six mans in a sense that Doncic doesn't have to play all these minutes and you can go in and you can run, oh, take Doncic and Dinwiddie off the floor and the, the offense will still be able to hum because they can put in Tim Hardaway at shooting guard and Kemba up at point and then still run, you know, Christian Wood, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, Davis Bertans, Dwight Powell, etc. And they'll still be able to shoot and score at a decent clip because right now they're not able to let Dinwiddie and, and Doncic off the floor at the same time, which, you know, is if you properly do the rotations, you never would have to. But if you want to, to give them an extra breather in games that, you know, you feel like you should, because even if you have elite, you know, a a lead your offense tends to collapse when those guys come off the floor and i think kemba also mike posner i'm not calling kemba a score i'm calling him a sh- i mean oh, he's yeah. a score in terms of shooting you still kemba think he's Walker, a score 18 months ago scored 19.3 points on i yeah i don't i'm not putting too much stock in the dysfunctionality of that new i think he could average 14 i think he could average 14 at best i think he'll give me 15 depend we'll see what the minutes look like and they'll so ease you, him into it. The reason why I don't think Kemba is going to be averaging like 20 points a game, he used to get to the free throw line five to six times a game. Last year, he went twice a game, 
So basically, you go to the free throw line once. And the year before, he would go four free throws again, which means you'd probably go like twice, two or three times. And in previous seasons, he was getting to the line, you know, three to five times a game. So he's not attacking the basket anymore. That's something that stat tells us right there. Nor has he ever been a good defender. And I think Kemba, he still shoots at a decent clip, but his two-point percentage was 44% last year, which isn't a career low. He shot worse at, you know, two-pointers. But and his effective field goal percentage was still 50. I just think he's going to come out here and dish three to five assists a night, give you like 14 points, you know, 11 to 14 points, and just play efficiently. I think he has a chip on his shoulder at this yeah. point. He's kind of what they've needed, shooting. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's good for him. So let me just read what they wrote right here, Mark Stein. The Dallas Mavericks are nearing a deal to sign Kemba Walker. He's been a free agent since the end of the preseason, as Walker has not played this year due to the fact that he was traded from the Knicks to the Detroit Pistons in a salary capping move this summer. Walker was then waived right before the start of the season by the Detroit Pistons without the Pistons requiring him to report at all the training camp. Last year he averaged in 37 games for the Knicks, 11.7 points and 3.5 assists. And Dallas will have to had to make a move to sign Walker, which led to them waving Facundo Compazzo and an 11 year veteran. Kemba Walker had previously mentioned and stated that he had several NBA offers since being waived in Detroit, but he's waiting for the right opportunity that and that he feels great physically and is kept in great shape while waiting for an opportunity. Now yeah, he's good for, Yeah, I, it's well, also I think. He only averaged like 25 minutes and I lows lows since rookie season. Oh yeah. I I just don't want you I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and be like Kemba Walker's gonna be a 20 point scorer, but I don't yeah. think he's gonna shit the bed. I think he's gonna come in and hit three point shots and and pass the ball, which is the reason why they brought him in. Yeah. Now I'll give you a choice. Alperin Shagoon, Lakers, Celtics, Trey Young, or Ben Simmons? Well, Shangoon and uh, I feel like Trey Young kind of fit in the same. Just rocket talk. Uh, we'll do rocket talk. We'll you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, because I've been away. Trey, it's more DeJounte beef. All right. So it's DeJounte beef. So I should re revert that on the description of the video. Dejounte always yeah, has. Yeah, I think Trey was the one who kind of post game, not turned it into beef, but him and like the, Trey and like Jalen and Kevin were all kind of like. Uh, Explain the situation once we get to it. But I really wanted to talk about this man Shigun. Okay, Shigun. Last year, pre-draft, he had two comparisons. The easy one people were gonna say was an undersized Ennis Cantor. That's just because they're from Turkey. That's you being lazy and doing no work. The more realistic one was a fresh out of college, Minnesota Timberwolves, Kevin Love, which I think think that was my favorite comparison because if you had a three-point shop, everyone would be like, this kid's Kevin Love 2.0. Just a way better rebounder. And he started the season off the bench, and that was primarily due to the fact that Bruno Fernando was the is a better rim protector, and this team doesn't have a legit you know seven footer 
rim protector on their squad. But over the last few games, Alperen, god dang, this man is averaging almost 18 points a night as a starter. He's out here doing things, making people look stupid. And for me, I think it's just you're looking at the the Houston Rockets, and I think it's just we're starting to see the intangibles put together. You have a core. You have a core of four guys at least. And, I mean, I don't know if you're sold on Kevin Porter Jr., but at least yeah. three guys in Jabari Smith, Shagoon, and Jalen Green. Throwing Kevin Porter Jr. and Jay Shantae, you got a five-man roster right there. You also, you know, off the bench, you have a few good prospects in K.J. Martin and Josh Christopher and Tari Eason. So you got eight, eight guys right there. And obviously this is a team that sits at what now? Are they 4-14 four and 14 or are they 4-15 and 15 now? 4-15? We might be 4-14. Four We're on a little heater right now. They are. And I think it's one thing that interests me about this squad is that the Rockets – Alperin Shagoon, he's not like stolen the thunder away from Jalen Green, but like I think when you look at him, you're just you just can't help and marvel at he's basically playing like a mini Jokic without a three point shot, and it's literally averaging a double double, eighteen and ten almost, three assists a night, a block a game. Okay, and yes, the defense still needs work. Okay, but that's also that Houston's just below average on defense. But the offense over here, he's creating for everyone. Let me hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Swaggy, I'll get to it in a sec. I mean, Shangun, it ended up being the Bruno Fernando injury was kind of a blessing in disguise because it didn't seem like Silas was going to start this man. And Bruno went down in game two that I was at. And uh, I like Bruno a lot, but. You know, I think being more realistic, I think Shangun needs to get a lot more run. We'll see Bruno's back now, so we'll see what the minutes look like. We'll see what the starting rotation looks like. I have a hard time believing Shangun can be put on the bench, but at the same time, we got Eric Chucker Gordon, who's taking threes anytime he gets the basketball and completely just makes the offense stall out. When KJ Martin Jr., when Eric was out on what was it Saturday, went for career high in almost everything. So yeah, I'm not too sold on Stephen Silas if he's going to be able to give Shingun these opportunities. But yeah, he's, you know, I think the next Hakeem Alajuan is what we like to say about him. But, you know, you can tell him working with him in the offseason and which, like, you know, working with one of the greatest centers of all time is going to, like, not everybody gets that opportunity. One on one work, played overseas as well. I think helped he Dwight Howard's be, offensive game. Yeah, right. Like, I think we need to see Shangun be involved in the offense. There were some games to start the season, like the first one, Shangun didn't play too well, but you know, they weren't really working with him, working the offense through him. He's a great passer. He does make some bad passes. He's very young. He's 20 years old, but he has so many uh, hockey assists. Yeah, exactly. I, I really think he's vital. He's good in the pick and roll, you know, defensively. I do see the point and that's why Bruno Fernando was getting the starts. I think what, the Rockets were maybe thinking was when we drafted Usman Garuba was to pair him with Elpern Shangun because Garuba is kind of that that guy who, you know, I know he's not a seven-footer, but he's a phenomenal defender, and he already is a phenomenal defender. I'll wait and see with Shangun. I'm not too sold on trading for Miles Turner. Um, I do like Shangun at the power forward position. I really do. So, you know, if he can get that three-point percentage up, you know, 
kind of seems almost like a Sabonis and Miles Turner type. Could deal I give if that were to happen? Could I give an idea? And I want you to hear your opinion immediately after. And that is, what is your thoughts on Shagun at power forward and Jabari Smith at center? Jay Shantae at small forward. Jalen Green at shooting guard and Kevin Ford Jr. at point guard. Would that help? Because um, Jabari Smith's a rim protector. He's a really solid defender, man. He gets in those passing lanes. He's a great contester. He's long. He's lanky. I think it. we'll see the – we've seen a little bit of it. I, I like the experimentation of Jabari at the center. I don't know if necessarily that would work in the long run. But, yeah, it, it's something that's worth – you know, why not try it out? Um, I don't, you know, Tate, I think we're kind of seeing here is, you know, he's a huge culture piece. Like if Jay Sean Tate had a three-point shot, man, he'd help out so much. We're seeing, dude, I, it sucks honestly watching the Rockets right now because the, and I know people like don't, I have, I wish I could like make a video with film in the background. But like this offense is so bad sometimes, dude. It's just. Are we like, on? Yeah, a point where it might be time to move on from Steven Siles. Oh yeah, it's 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 long past. I don't think I don't think the guys. I made a video on this and people were disagreeing with me. I'm like I don't think any of the players know what they're supposed to be doing. I don't think they know what their role is. So having guys like Jabari and Jay Sean Tate out there, these are the guys that are going to be cutting. These are guys that are going to be setting off ball screens. But what I see too much in the whole duration of the game with our starters is. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. calls a pick and roll with Alpern Shangoon. He either passes it or he doesn't. He takes a three-year drive to the rim. It's, it's not good basketball. I don't think Silas – they're not running plays. I'm not seeing any plays ran. So that's why I like when Jabari's out there. I like when Tari's out there. I like when we have Tate. I like when KJ's out there. You know, yeah, as Swaggy's saying here – you know, Sauce is a nice guy. This wasn't why he was brought in. Boo, you, you know, took what I was about I just, to say. I was waiting for you. He was brought in to coach guys who were vets. Yeah, and I think that it was a good idea because if you had the most efficient offense in NBA history with Luka Doncic and James Harden and Luka play the exact same way, I honestly think we're still playing James Harden basketball, and I don't like that at all because we don't have James Harden. The yeah, I think nights where Kevin and Jalen or one or the other are making their shots, they're making these clutch threes they're making you know they're getting calls whatever the case may be and we're gonna win some basketball game but so it offense looks horrible man unless we're in transition that's when guys kind of are passing well, the basketball we're seeing with a coach like rick carlisle how he's teaching proper fundamentals and the the basics of basketball to young guys while incorporating vets and the pacers you know it's a great here swaggy you said it best it's the lack of you know lack of structure and i think you're seeing with good coaches even with the orlando magic it's still too hard to tell but like they make more sense what they're trying to do they're trying to be huge they're trying to be this massive team that switches deep, like everything but i look at the rockets and they don't have an identity offensively or thing like we know that the Magic are trying to be this huge defensive team. We know that the Pacers are a team that they're going to kill you in transition, and they just have you know athletic guys out on the perimeter who are able to not only score on the inside but take the ball 
you know, coast to coast. And you look at other young teams that with Memphis, when they were rebuilding, we knew what they were trying to do. Okay. They were trying to be this long team that beat you also similar to how the Pacers are structured or Pacers are being similarly structured to the, the Grizzlies. And I think, and even with the Spurs, I mean, the Spurs are tanking brilliantly, but the Spurs even have an identity. They're playing Spurs ball. I just don't think you need a coach. Like, I don't know who's the right coach, to be honest, but Willie Green. Look at what Willie Green did. Mon- Mon- Monty yeah. Williams. Yeah, Silas, is, Silas to me should be long gone, and I, I think they will move on from him. And, you know, it sucks because we all like Kevin Porter Jr., but I think we have our KPJ bias glasses on where you know, he, had, he had such a hard – I like KPJ. I'm in KPJ. Keep KPJ. There, you got him on a cheap deal. There's no reason to getting rid of him. Just keep, even it's if just, he becomes a backup, he's on I a backup. Think he, I think he should be the six man, and I think people, I think people hear six man and they're like bench, bench him. Like, what are you talking about? Do you know how valuable six men are? Like, they are these are guys who can go out there and their sole job is to get buckets, and that's exactly why I think KPJ thrives and strives in. Like, I, I think that's a perfect role for Kevin, and it doesn't even mean that. Like, look at Manu Ginobili, right? Did he start basketball games for the San Antonio Spurs? Is he all famer? Did he close games? He closed the games. He did like, start at one period, but then he went to every, the bench because he knew it would help the team. Every championship team needs these guys off the bench where you're either playing with guys who are not as good as you, second units, or you're playing with first unit who's and they're gassed. And you can just put your gas. There's nothing the wrong with being a bench player. Alert. Exactly. There's nothing. There's and, nothing wrong with him. People don't people even the seventh man, people hear bench and they think it's like disrespect. There's multiple backups in the NBA making the same amount of money as Kevin Porter Jr. Okay, so like Tyler Hero, perfect bench player. Jordan yeah. Poole, perfect bench player. So let's move on to what do you want to do right here? Lakers, that Celtics. Mean, that doesn't mean that they oh, shouldn't be Trey. finishing these games. Um Trey Young Real and DeJounte. Quick, so, yeah, yeah let's fill, fill me in on this Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Just. Well, yeah, beef. Trey and DeJounte, we played the Hawks a couple of days ago on Friday, and, um, you know, they went off. I don't remember exactly what they were doing, but I think DeJounte had like 43, Trey had like 46, or flip, vice versa, something like that. They put up a unfathomable. Godly game. stats. Yeah, they put up these crazy stats. And, it wasn't even really this beef. It was more DeJounte made a three and patted uh, Jabari on the head after he made it. And I personally think that's why we play basketball is to trash talk and to gloat and to do your thing. And, you know, I basically after the game, like they just kind of went, everyone just kind of was poking fun at each other on social media, the players, the, the guards on the team. But it was really cool to see like, you know, Jalen had Jabari's back. All these guys on the Rockets had each other's back, which was really cool to see. But, I mean, I'm not looking into this. It is just kind of, you know, might be a gr- growing into a rivalry. But I think basketball needs more of this. And I see all these people on Twitter talking about, you know, this is, you know, disgraceful, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is why DeJounte wasn't fit for the Spurs. And maybe that is true. But, you know, I think it just kind of shows me, like, right, you never played competitive basketball. You've definitely never played pickup basketball so like this is what is so fun about it you want to be loose and free and you know I want, if i'm doing good if i'm dropping if i had if i'm jante murray and i got 43 points i'm gonna talk my shit that's how that works so that's not not everyone's gonna do that but there are players who will do that 
So is it inner beef or beef with the Houston Rockets? No, it's just like it's just guard beef. And it I don't even think it's really beef. I, I just think it's more um, you know, the Rockets Jabari felt a little disrespected. Jalen felt disrespected. They just kind of poked fun at each other on social media. And it's just like, to me, like might be the start of a growing rivalry here. So I think okay, the NBA so, needs more of it. So DeJounte and Trey basically being vets, they just like, like dish shade at the Rockets young guys. Yeah. And people were like, well, he patted him in the head after he drained a three in front of Jabari. And, um, you know, I, I don't, like showboating, you know, Jalen Green flexed on Kate Cunningham in his third or fourth NBA basketball game. They didn't even win the game. I think Rocket fans took didn't like it because, you know, or people didn't like it because it was like, oh, you're Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. You guys have been in the league. You're, you know, rising superstars and you're, you know, you're clashing, you're showboating against the worst team in the NBA. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just them being petty. They were showboating. They were petty. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was, I didn't. And, yeah. It, it'll just be cool to see the Hawks. I think it makes, uh, it'd be a cool rivalry if in like five years the Houston Rockets are act are good and aren't still tanking. The NBA doesn't styles. have these rivalries anymore. And it makes like now, now, for example, like think um, Ben Simmons versus Philly. Like now when we play Atlanta next or when Atlanta fans play us next, like, these are games you want to tune into, even though it's game, you know, 28 of 82, and it doesn't really mean anything quite yet. This is this is good for basketball, in my opinion. Oh, no, it, it's great for basketball. I completely agree. And that's where it does get interesting. But let's move on to another topic, and let's talk about the best team in the NBA currently. And that team is, drumroll please, the Boston Celtics. And they're led by Blake Griffin, who's having a MVP season. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> but it seems like Blake Griffin's like really well liked within yeah. the Boston Celtics organization. Like he's not getting waived anytime soon. Like seems like he's all good vibes. And it's it's actually it's really cool to see. I've always been a Blake Griffin fan. And I just think the his the end of his career placed playing wise hasn't been the way I would have thought it was, but everyone said the day he lost his athleticism, he wasn't going to be this. He wasn't going to be an effective player. I mean, I think he still is effective, but let's talk about this team right now. I think goddamn is Malcolm Brogdon been awesome. A lot of people thought Malcolm Brogdon would be in the starting, you know, front court. We thought there was going to be a starting lineup, especially with the Robert Williams third lineup, where it was going to be Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Brogdon, and Smart. But instead, he's been humble, took in the modest role, what we just talked about. There's nothing wrong about being a sixth man. Yeah. And he's coming off the bench to either get Derek White or Marcus Smart breather and continues to not only facilitate and score basket, but that defensive intensity and always scoring a bucket at the right moment. It seems like he's there. He's there. He's every fucking where. Malcolm Brogdon. But – Yes, he's missed a little bit of time, but that's to be expected. Malcolm Brogdon always gets a random injury. And they've been great regardless of Brogdon being on the floor. But, you know, with him in the rotation and Smart and White, they get three great guards who continually be this pesky, irritating trio that relentlessly contributes on both ends of the court. And the Celtics didn't give much for Brogdon. 
All it was was Aaron Neesmith, the Daniel Tice, and a first round pick. And it's mm-hmm. a no brain move that Ben, you know, Brad Stevens is a better coach. I mean, better GM than he was a coach. Mm-hmm. I think Missoula has done a really good job as well. I, you know, their defense is ranked 20th. I just made a video on them. They have the best offense by far in the NBA. You know, Tatum's having an MVP season. Jalen Brown is just right there with them, and people don't really give him credit. And, we, you know, we try and give credit to Jalen every time we can. He's a phenomenal two-way player, and he's just progressed so nicely in the NBA. And, you know, we saw a couple of nights ago Jason Tatum missed the game, and Jalen dropped 36, and they had like 100-something points in the third quarter. It was just that they're so much deeper than I had initially given them credit for. And it really just boils down to staying healthy for them. And, you know, Robert Williams will be making his return around Christmas, I believe. And Gallinari looks like he might actually play in the regular season. And these are vital. Sam Hauser is, they have like six guys shooting 40%. And a lot of them are coming up from downtown. A lot of them are coming off of the bench, but like typically, you know, Draymond Green, for example, with Golden State last year, when you're without your best defender, I guess, deployed Marcus Smart. I'm not trying to knack Marcus Smart, but um, you know, I think Robert Williams is the best defender on the Boston Celtics. When you're without your best defender, you're going to struggle, especially with their lack of big man. When Luke Cornett's your best big defending big man, he's done a phenomenal job. I'm not going to give him anything. But But yeah, yeah, exactly. No shade, no shade, no shade to Luke Cornett. And their defense is, they're, they're picking it up. They're 16-4, man. They're really good. What um, My Bulls have beaten them twice, I believe. Cleveland's beaten them twice. <laughs> I think both of those were in overtime. So this is a very reminiscent of uh, the last Boston Celtics championship. And, you know, they got that experience last year, and I think that's extremely vital for all of them, especially Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So, you know, as long as you stay healthy, man, they're golden. Yeah, They're no, going to probably win 60 games. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think Jason Tatum's also probably going to win MVP. You think so? Yeah. I He's my MVP right now because they're 16 years old. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think he's my MVP. I mean, there's – yeah, they use my MVP. Unless, like, Luka Doncic or Shea. If Luka gets, like, a top three seed, maybe. Yeah, and if Shade if Shea takes the Thunder to, like, the sixth seed. It averages the only like thing – I still think it's Tatum, especially with how I think their season is going to go. The only world I could believe is if Golden State flipped the script right now, like they kind of look like they're starting to do, and won 55 games, which uh, I don't know. And that's still probably going to be a reach for MVP. Ooh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dude, you ever watch TMNT? The, you, you see the pizza? Yeah, the pizzas always look so good, but then pizza's you go to New so York good. and the Master Splinter. Master Splinter was. Have you ever seen the uh, teen, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles YouTube where a black guy like dubs over it? No, I actually think yeah. I've seen clips. Like I'm vaguely kind of think I know what you're talking about. But... And it's like, and it's like if like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were like ghetto. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. That was very funny. <laughs> I can't say what it's called because I don't. It's not an appropriate word. But... You private chat it? No, nor would I write that word down. Well, how am I supposed to? It's a slur. I can sense that. Um, TMNT. That ends with an A. That ends with an A. Yeah, I got you it. Right. It's 46 minutes long. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's probably all the parts. Yeah, it is. He's dubbed like... 
he would combine like all four movies and they would be like perfect, like really well done. Like really well done. Yeah, it pops its way onto Twitter. Oh yeah. People forget that was like 2010 when that came out. That's like prime YouTube. It's prime, man. I watched a video on why um, the world was the best in 2007 and YouTube was a big reason why. And I fully agree. Uh, Niga Higa. Oh, you remember my Nick said that to me at, um, at the Florida Gator game out loud. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or what, I forget me- where he said that. He said that to me recently in public. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, my, if I'm Niga Higa? Best. I know it's the YouTuber. I know it. But I'm, just I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm saying, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe this isn't the best place with 60,000 fans around us. I just, you know. Uh, just be like, no, no, how to be ninja, how to be gangster. You didn't find that as funny as me. No, so fuck you. I will. That's like that's like my first video I saw on YouTube, oh, wow. like in 06, 07. Yeah, I don't know him. I just I'm, I know the name. All right, Shane Dawson, bro. I know the name. Never watched. Really? I used to like I I watched Shane Dawson when he was like making videos where it was like the one that turns you gay. Oh oh oh. Where you'd like you'd like do parodies of songs and like they'd be like super like racy and like like a, a like yeah they're so they're funny they're funny and they're like they're funny yeah, only, only why I was a nerd I watched like Captain Sparkles and Syndicate and gaming shit did you watch Llama with Hands Carl yeah, yeah, yeah. that's prime where's his hands yeah. That is so proud. No man, now I gotta. Now I gotta kill you that. stabbed him thirty-seven times, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually like amazed that I like remember that so well. Let's talk about the Russell Westbrook the team. That's a piece away. Two pieces away. They said a few pieces, a couple pieces mm-hmm. away. Isn't a couple, two, and a few? Three or more. Huh. Wait, my girlfriend just texted me. She went to a basketball game and she was supposed to be done at four forty-five, and she's in the first quarter. I'm literally about to text her. I was like, "Bro, I'm about to pick you up because we're supposed to eat in like twenty minutes." Well, are you gonna go? Bitch was supposed to pick me up Chipotle. Now I'm gonna pick oh, up the Chipotle and Chipotle. Chipotle just sounds so good. I know. Uh, let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Russell Westbrook's heating up. Anthony Davis actually looks like Anthony Davis, and someone told this man to stop shooting the ball from outside the three-point line. And look, this is a team that really. Uh, there, there are a few. They got Austin Reeves, AK AK fifteen. Yeah. Oh, AR fifteen. AR fifteen. Yeah. AR fifteen. Yeah. They got Lonnie some pieces. Walker. Lonnie Walker, Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Pat yeah, Bev's is also going. a trade guy. Pat oh, Bev sucks. Oh, screw you. I liked that. Did you I that love Pat Bev, but he's been supposedly so a name much. that they're floating around. This is like, <laughs> what? I hate the Phoenix Suns so much. Or I don't hate the Phoenix Suns, but they frustrate me so much so often. This MF, Devin Booker, 
fouls Austin Reeves blatantly in the goddamn face. It was blatantly hits Austin Reeves in the face, acting like he blocked it when he got off base and walks and stands right on over him. Get the hell out of here. You just followed an undrafted player. Congratulations. Do you want a prize? Well, too bad because someone will be in the finals if you get there. I don't know what to tell you, but, man, the Lakers are good, dude. I really liked, actually, when they were playing the Spurs and Russ got that hit on the head and LeBron father, you know, was like the first guy grabbed the towel from the assistant and just put that on his head and, you know, had his arm around him. He's like, LeBron's father. Yeah. No, LeBron's a father. Like his father came out and I think LeBron's father, No, LeBron's a father and his father came out in him when Russ got hurt and, you know, nurtured him back to health. And I just think that things are clicking for him. I love Ross off of the bench. I love what he's doing. The Lakers are must-watch basketball every night as much as people don't want to say. You're witnessing history, 39-year-old LeBron freaking James every night. This man, name me one other 39-year-old who can give me 35, 8, and 7 on any given night because the answer is nobody. So I like the Lakers, man. I think um, Facundo might be interesting if they were to, like, they'd probably have to trade away somebody like, you know, maybe none. I kind of want to keep Bev on the team because yeah. I think they need guys like that who are going to stick up for your teammates. I think they're bonding again, and it's um, it's cool to watch. But obviously, they have their holes. They got their flaws. So we'll see. Lemetic, exactly. Lemetic, that's hilarious. So <laughs> this is a team that, yeah, I really do believe. I'm not going to say buddy. I think the best trade out there is probably Josh Richardson. Josh, uh, Josh Richardson. In like, Why are we trading Russ now? I never said trade Russ. Who are you? <laughs> Josh, I'm pretty sure you could pass Jidge. You can get yourself Jakob Pertl and Josh Richardson for Kendrick Nunn and Pat Bev. You're a freaking delusional Lakers fan. No, salary-wise. No pick involved in that? Yes, pick involved. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. I, I was trying to decide if it was be one or two. Like, you know that TikTok meme where it's like, I have an offer for you. I get Jakob Pertle and Josh Richardson. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, if, if Rob Palenka can pull off that trade, props to him, man. Props to him. I don't think I don't think Jakob Pertle and Josh Richardson for – what's up, Mr. 81? Would you do Josh Richardson and Jakob Pertle and Pat Bev for Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn? I'll do any trade you want me to do. One pick or two picks? Yes, one pick. I will do that. I will do that. I don't know a single person on the planet who I don't think would do that. Maybe Rob Palenka. (laughs) Rob Palenka's really stingy with those picks. Rob Palenka's like, Rob Palenka's long-term playing his job. He's like, I ain't thinking about being the best GM for the Lakers. I'm thinking about being the longest. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but I Rob guess Palenka is making moves like he's still going to be general manager in 2027 yes. and 2029. If I, I was so. Rob Palenka, I'd say fuck the future. I'd get a B. Yeah. And if I and if room. I was and if I was, I'm resigning before the day you know LeBron takes, retires or leaves. I resign. What takes care of everything on this planet in sports? Winning. Yes, winning. You got one. Go get another. No one will give a single shit that you don't have a first-round draft pick. 
by that time, superstar Austin Reeves will get like probably three. So they'll be fine. I don't I wouldn't go as far to say as they got it because there's levels to this and they're nowhere near, you know, even like Milwaukee. But I think, um, you know, you get LeBron in the playoffs, man. You got a chance. You don't want to play LeBron. Stay healthy. Yeah, I definitely think it's interesting as all hell when you look at this. And what's your favorite? Who, who's somebody that they can go out and get there? I think they should try and get like Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly Oubre and PJ Washington for Lonnie Walker and Pat Bev. Ooh, I'm not trading Lonnie, but thank you. Call back again when you have a more uh, conservative offer. You don't like that? No, I'm not trading Lonnie Walker. I don't know. No, not Lonnie. Sorry, I'm in Kendrick Nunn and dude. I will Pat trade Bev. you. I will trade you Kendrick Nunn and Pat Bev. I will okay. trade you Kendrick Nunn and Pat Bev for two basketball players, and I'll give you a first for any like legit basketball. But like any, like I will do anything you want to get a trade like that going. Actually. I would literally have PJ Washington and Kelly Oubre, and you. I send you Nunn and Pat Bev, and at most, I send you a pick with it. Yeah, I, I I might even I I think I'd give you a second for it. I don't even think I'd give you a first. I give you one because both of their salaries are expiring. Yeah, so that's why I'd give you. Well, how about I'll give two seconds. Oh, I thought you meant a second first round pick. Oh no 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 yeah no I'll give you two yeah, seconds. No, no. Do they have any seconds? Good question. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> they don't have any other picks except those two first rounders. I'll give you cast consideration. I would do cash consideration. Yeah, I think what is it the most you can trade three million? Whatever Jordan Bell. Yeah, wasn't Jordan Bell said for the most expensive cash consideration? Cash considerations. That was so funny. Bulls fans put our they put cash considerations on a jersey as the name. That was a confusing move at the time, but it ended up working out. I like Jordan Bell a lot, but I couldn't tell you what he's up to right now. So worked out. Jordan Bell. During the draft, the Bulls picked Bell and later traded him to the Warriors for $3.5 million. That's wild. Manage the heat. What do you mean by manage the heat, baby? It's 84 degrees outside. No, manage the Miami heat, you jackass. Oh, yeah. We'll buy out FTX because of that shit show, and we'll call it the NBA show arena. Dude, Jordan Bell, is he obese? Is he a beast? I think Jordan Bell got fat. Oh. That sucks. I was rooting for him. I still am. I'm not going to tell you what he's up to. Jordan Bell. Dude, he fell off. He's 27. He's been in the league. He fell out of the league. Yeah. Well, he wasn't very good. Good point. Let's give a little shout out to Ben Simmons before we play hey, football. Ben ten, Ben ten, Ben ten. He's Did averaging you see 15, He's averaging right now fifteen and a half, eight points, eight eight assists, a block a game, and almost two steals. What? Really? He's averaging sixteen, eight, and eight with two steals and a block. Oh, I gotta text Nick. Um Dude, did you see Kyrie Irving didn't like the play call driven up, so he called for a pick on Ben and Keisher, and, uh, and they called it timeout. Almost called the Keisha of, of Jacques. 
Jacques called a timeout after he like literally like as Ben was setting the pick and Kyrie was rolling around. <laughs> he called it time. Jacques Vaughn was like, "You ain't fucking calling plays out here, Kyrie. You <laughs> my bitch. You my bitch. Dude, I'm the dom. I'm the dom." Ben Simmons is generating Thomas, yeah, that's so on the season. many. He's generating so many open shots, and the Nets are not making like any of them. I know. If I was talk about this before, if I was the the Brooklyn Nets, I don't get why they're not picking up the phone and calling to do a Miles Turner trade. You can do it with Claxton. I I think you might have to wait till December because he's the he got an extension. So I think it's like December twenty fifth or January something. You can get, but with Ben averaging sixteen points, eight assists, eight rebounds, two blocks, and I mean two steals and a block a game, and you need to be – you should go out there, get Miles Turner, so you can have Ben and Miles on the floor together. Get Buddy Heald. averaging that. What? Ben? Is that what he's averaging as a starter or something? That's what he's Ben Simmons nine, is averaging. Seven and six. Ben I have a career Simmons. high 63% on the field. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. Are you looking at his career stats? Those are his career I might have. I was looking at his career stats. It was a quick glance. It was a quick glance. Well, I didn't realize Ben Simmons took a three. I missed that. Yeah, he did take a three. Uh, But look, look, look. As a starter, he's averaging 10, 7, two steals and a block, 62% from the field. And over the last, I believe, five games or so, last nine games, he's averaging 12 points, eight rebounds, a block game, two steals and six assists, 75% from the field. There we go. Ben 10, Ben 10, Ben 10. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Carrie, Carrie. This was Carrie. When you joined the stream, you're at the end of the stream. We actually left Ben Simmons for two minutes and we were done. We were literally, it was just, we were just giving got, Ben Simmons credit. I think the only, the only reason he got two minutes was because he botched his, his averages. <laughs> like 16, 8, and 8. He must have been putting like 30. 15 and 12 the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he had to really make up if he had done that. All right, let's move on to the best segment of the show. It's something Closing that we played time. Through. Just kidding. Closing Just kidding. It's a game that Jackson sucks at. The only thing he sucks more at is penis. Well, I own you right now in this game. We need somebody. We should we should hire somebody to see the total pearl count on the season. I got your number I thought, right now. Oh, I, I queued it early. Mm-hmm. Way back music. <laughs> Way back. All right, Purtle time. Here we go. That's Pat Williams. No, it's not. Stupid. <laughs> I was close. Dude, I think that's Jetty Osmond. You're wrong because his number's not above 44. Oh, but he's on the Cavs. Okay. Lori Markin, I guess Lori Markin. It's either Robin Lopez. Yeah, I guess Robin Lopez. No, he's shorter than 6'7. Robin Lopez is 6'3. Is it Goodwin? Oh, I would be so heated. Oh! <laughs> I thought Goodwin was still there. 
is Donovan Mitchell taller than 6'3"? It's my guess. It's my guess. It's my turn. It is Donovan Mitchell. It's Donovan Mitchell, dude. It's Donovan Mitchell. Well, don't, don't guess for me. You, you got like it, throw, though. You like throwing smoke screens. Let me, let me think for Donovan fucking Mitchell, dude. I'm, like, being dead ass. That's Raul Nato. Donovan Mitchell. I told you it was Donovan Mitchell. I gave you it. Well, technically Thomas did, but I didn't even see Thomas. I had I had the brand section up, but yeah. all right. I I feel like today's episode was... of the NBA show was a productive one. Okay, we talked beginning of the show. We talked Kemba Walkers and the Dallas Mavericks. We moved over to Alperin Shagoon of. The Hugh and the Houston Rockets. Then we moved over to the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray beef with the young guys. We talked about why the Boston Celtics are great. Malcolm Brogdon's been fantastic. Followed that up with Los Angeles Lakers and Russell Westbrook and how they are actually, you know, like two guys away from being considerably a threat. And they finally, okay. And well, we Mr. finally, Mark. yeah. And we wrapped the show up with two minutes. What? I asked if 40, 25, and 5 worked for you. Yeah, it worked for me. That was Anthony Davis's stat line. Sorry. That was good. What what are some other. Where are you moving to, man? I don't fucking know. I I want to build the studio. I'm not going to Ohio or. All right, so. These are the four options of where I'm moving. Uh-oh, final four. Yeah, it's the final four. The front runners. Florida, like either Sarasota, Tampa area, or Miami. Those are, if I move to Florida, those are the two places I would live or not live. It's just, it's where I get into graduate school and my girlfriend gets into graduate school or she's going to law school, wherever my girlfriend gets into law school and I get into graduate school. So Miami or Sarasota area are the two places I'm looking at in Florida. What up, Victor Rudolph fur? Victor. Hope you're doing, I'm doing fine. Hope you're doing okay. So those are the two areas I'm looking at in Florida, Phoenix, Arizona. Nice. If I moved to Arizona for Arizona state. Then it would be Charleston, South Carolina. Cool, nice. Is in third place. If my nice. if I get if I get, if I get into South Carolina Gamecocks, it's a sleeper. Uh, yeah, yeah, the sleeper. Yeah, South Carolina is a sleeper. Yeah, South Carolina is nice. a sleeper. <laughs> and because my my girlfriend's applying to Charleston Law, and then next up would be I guess tied for last place. If my girlfriend got into Maryland law and really wanted to go there, I'd go to Maryland journalism, but I really don't think so. That's like so far. That's in fifth place. In fourth place is uh, Denver, downtown Denver. Interesting. Not downtown, Cherry Creek, because my girlfriend probably would go to Denver, University of Denver, and I would go to Boulder. Which, uh, Which out of those entice you? To build a studio, um, I personally well, I got- want to. I would either li- like to live in Florida or South Carolina. That way, 
we can pitch shit to NBA TV and just drive to Atlanta because their headquarters, NBA's headquarters is in Atlanta. The NBA network, NBA TV. Oh. Like once yeah. we have a following, we we hit up NBA TV and we'd be like, hey, we have a couple ideas of documentaries or like show ideas. All that, right, so. Like. They all yep. enticed me. I'm pretty on board with following you and your girlfriend. Um, the thing is, I'm bringing a team, and That's so fine. if it's we're well, about Denver, to be that team, team ten house. We gotta we gotta grow together as a team. Denver and Maryland might be tricky with uh, Corn Ferry, but we'll see. We'll see. We got plenty of time. Maryland, dude. Maryland is like so unlikely. Maryland's well, so unlikely. Yeah, I so I unlikely. Actually, I actually would be down to live in Maryland and Denver, but uh, I'm just thinking golf. That's the only reason. No, no, I completely understand. It's freaking awesome, man. It was like 86 yesterday. Uh, I'm wearing shorts. So, like, if I got into the University of Miami, that's where I'm going. Like, if I get into the University of Miami, fuck everything. I'm I'm going to to the U. Like, I'm going to the U. Like, I wanted to go to the U since I was a kid. And... I uh, I would love to. My girlfriend's from Denver, and I've talked about this before. Uh, when I have a family and stuff, I want to move to either you know Denver or Minneapolis or Indianapolis. Just one of those three areas. Yeah, Minneapolis or Indianapolis, dude. Indianapolis, dude. Indianapolis is sick. No one's Indianapolis. I would love to like suburbs of Indianapolis. Oh yeah, I would set up like a studio there. And it's no, true. but give me one. Indiana second. shouldn't be a state. I don't. That's a crazy take. What's up? How do you? How does? How does one think that? Actually, that's crazy. My back to connected. You are always connected. No, but my fucker. I need to get my Bluetooth back. Can you hear yourself? Uh, no, well, no, I've, I'm never able to hear myself because I can hear you. And... All right, so what I was gonna, I'm just gonna end it up like this. But yeah, no, South Carolina would be is in third place. That's the sleeper. I mean, the plan is just gonna be get a studio, be close to like NBA TV, and so work journalism and like I don't even know. Arizona, if I went to Arizona State, okay. That's because I'm doing sport. I got in, and my girlfriend got into Arizona State, or she got into Tempe University of Arizona. But it, the reason, if I go to Arizona State, I will not work for a news station. I will mm. go full, like I will. That's the only sports journalism program I applied to. And if I got into that, we'd be we'd be doing we'd be going hardcore. Like I would probably try to argue, like try to be like, Hey, could I do my graduate? Like as part of my graduate, like studies, can I produce this show in their studio? So like, let's say if you like did move out to Arizona, we'd have a studio. I want to pay for a studio and just be there all day. I hate. No, no, obviously, obviously we'd eventually build the studio, but if we move there, we, we, in the interim, we'd have a studio out the gate. And then, but you know what? That also allows us to like, the thing is, is like, I actually know what we need for a studio. And that's part of the reason why I'm getting this LLC is like, we need a TriCaster. We need like four to five cameras. We need like 
hot girl is the host. Yeah, I mean, that's easy. Like, we can put ads out and stuff. And, or we can just hire an escort. And mm-hmm. it's all it's all plausible. And with the thing is, is with, uh, we just got the domain. The website's not built, but the website, ironically, it's called the bballshow.com. And so this, this will be the NBA show brought to you by the bballshow.com. And the plan is just to continue to build that up. And also, Ori got the, the merch idea is, we talked about that, just drawings. Dude, I've got such good ideas with uh, selling merch. Also, like funny shit, golf. like like for the Denver Nuggets, it could be like Murray's Bush. <laughs> <laughs> It is funny. It's yeah. like Denver Nuggets colors, and then it just—it's a picture of just like hair. <laughs> I gotta That's get an Instagram going because I have—I have good ideas on how to sell that stuff. <clears throat> I'm trying to do it with golf, but I can't think of any funny golf shirts to make right now. Or like James Harden, you could be like James. Uh, you could it's be like, like James Harden, something strip club, hard cock or something. I was gonna be like James Harden's. Uh, James Harden's getaway, and it's just like a strip club in the background. It's like nice. James Harden chilling in there. <laughs> it's just that's... With a hookah. One of my subscribers says he smoked uh, with hookah after a game, and he was like, that's when I knew we were not winning a championship. <laughs> just playing a game like an hour ago. <laughs> I don't know. I know cigars is fine because you don't inhale the smoke. But yeah, no, part of the reason of the LLC is I want to apply to grants and small business loans. Basically, if I we have the company on, uh, under our name, we are a Latino-owned small business. Nice. So the government gives us, you know, give me money and be like, here you go, do something with that. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're going we're gonna to build this. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Oh, I thought we it was built fine. this city. Built this city. It's a great game. Maybe we'll have to talk Knicks and Tim. Oh yeah, Timberwolves are a good talking point. They're oh my god, I just horrible big man lineup. Or it's actually a cool design, but it's not working. You say you don't know me or recognize my face. You say you don't care. Who goes to that kind of place? Knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your fight. Too many runaways, eating up the night. Marconi plays the mamba. Listen to the radio. I can't sing. I don't know what that is. Don't you remember? We built this city. Oh, that's the same we song. We built the city on rock oh. and roll. We built this city. Nice. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, do you have one minute? Because we got some people in here. I want to play a quick fun game. That's that player. Uh, no, I don't. My girlfriend just pulled up. Well, real quick, he averaged thirty point one points, six point two rebounds, and five point three assists. Who is it in his career? That's what he averaged. You know the answer. Will Chamberlain. No. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. Dennis Rodman. No. It was Michael Jordan. Jesus. It's brutal. Oh, I heard thirty rebounds. 
Oh, no. What? Jesus. No. Okay. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.